We believe intentionality exists. We are two millennial moms who are the first to admit our imperfections. We are linking arms, opening the conversation about our struggles to find balance. What if there is more to simplicity than just minimalism or the number of items in your cabinet? What if the measuring stick goes beyond the surface of materialism? What if simplicity is found deep within intentionality? Narrowing your focus to what really matters. Pursuing the right things, fleeing the dangerous things, to delight in the finest of things. In a generation saturated with instant gratification, screens, and distracted relationships, simplicity beckons. Hey, Natalie here. I'm not sure how often this happens, but do you have anyone in your life that God clearly put there? Maybe it's someone you should be complete strangers with, but by some crazy series or happenstance, you aren't. Well, a few years back, I met a dear friend this way. We were both attending a business conference, and I was still needing to nail down my rooming situation. Her and a friend were looking for an additional roommate, and so it was just the perfect opening. And I took a leap of faith and I agreed to join up and be the third roommate that they were looking for. We all live on completely different sides of the country. We had very few mutual friends in common and we had never really met or talked before this business trip. And honestly, I was just looking at this as like roommates and I wouldn't really see them because I was going to be at the business trip. Well, fast forward and a day into the business conference, both of these sweet girls felt like old friends and I had just clearly seen why God had put me in their room. And it was just such a sweet trip full of memories for us. And since then, God has really taken us on many ups and downs, but we've been able to stay in touch and she's really been a constant source of wisdom and accountability in my life. And I am so thankful that we met the way we did. So today we get to share with you the first part of a two-part series where Elizabeth and I have the opportunity of interviewing this dear friend, Aileen. Aileen is a busy working mom of six kids and she opens up with us about marriage, parenting, trusting the Lord, and what it looks like to be united in parenting, specifically within their own blended family. There's so many insights and nuggets to take away from these two interviews, and I just can't wait for you to listen in. Hello, Eileen. How are you doing? I am frazzled, (laughs) but good. 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 Have you had a good Saturday so far? You guys have any fun plans? Yeah, so it's crazy busy. I, we're normally not this busy early in the morning on Saturday. Well, I guess it's noon, but um, we're going kayaking. We're taking, and anytime we leave the house with all eight of us, right, it's a chore. And then we have to make sure the animals are safe and taken care of here at home. So everybody's kind of been buzzing around for the last three hours, <laughs> hoping to be able to leave on time. Yeah. Are you guys going to a place that you can like rent the kayaks? Yeah. So our travel plans with everything going on right now have changed twice. We had an epic touristy vacation to the Philippines plan that got canceled. Mm -hmm. And then, so we were going to plan a um, touristy, like epic road trip to Grand Canyon and Zion and Yellowstone and all the things circuit around and that was not feasible. So now we're just going to make the most of the Washington sites. So we bought a couple paddle boards (laughs) and we're going to a place where we can rent double kayaks. So 
Oh, fun. A couple hours. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I feel like COVID has made parents have to get so creative this year. Cause you know, like we've talked up all these trips to our sweet kids and then it's like, ah, we kind of get stuck like scrambling, trying to figure out something else. Yes. And I, I feel like we have to edit things down. It's like, we have these ideals and then it's like, eh, let's take it down a notch and then another notch. And then (laughs) no, my kids are pretty flexible. So they, as long as we're doing something, they're pretty happy. That's awesome. So before we dive in too much, maybe let's just start with that. Do you want to introduce yourself, you know, kind of share about your family, what you have going on right now? Um, Maybe just the different stages you have that you're parenting. Cause like you said, there's eight of you that you're trying to get out the door. (laughs) Um, That'll take up the time of your entire podcast. (laughs) So um, my name's Aileen. I uh, intro to everybody. I'm a wife to one, right? My hubby's name is Timo and we have six kids. We're a blended family. Our oldest is 18. She graduated high school this past June through the whole COVID quarantine. So that was a thing. Um, And then we have a 15 year old who'll be a junior this coming fall, but she's doing, I don't know if you guys have this, she's doing running start. So she'll be complete total um, college full-time. Oh, sure. Yeah. For the next two years. So that's taking, she's, she's going to be completely online through the community college. And then we have three 13 year olds who are going to be in eighth grade. Um, And this is, I don't think I shared this with you, Natalie, but that's the newest, newest adventure. We're going to go back to homeschooling because of everything happening right now. So we um, are going to homeschool the three eighth grade boys. And then we have a four-year-old. And then we have three dogs, a cat, and five chicken, and a mini, I don't know, mini urban farm, I guess. (laughs) So like I said, before we can leave the house, all of that has to be taken care of, right? So it's a chore to be able to go anywhere, but. You've got your hands full. Yeah. So first time college parent, and then high school, middle school, and preschool. So literally all of the ages and stages. Like, wow, I look Except up to you. for elementary right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we okay. don't have anyone in elementary right now. So, wow. Yeah. And then Timo works full time and I have two home-based businesses. So structure and routine and planning is everything. <laughs> yeah. I know that's one thing I feel like whenever I talk with you, I always pick up little nuggets or things to apply when it comes to time management because you are just so efficient and you're able to stay on top of things. But I think a lot of that's because you've put into place just some really good routines and structure and you can see that in just your life and what you share. Thank you. The hard balance I think for, I know for large families is having a structure and routine, but penciled in, does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So there's a penciled structure or routine. Um, But if I didn't stay super flexible, if we weren't all super flexible, we'd go mad. So Mm -hmm. there's a skeleton of a routine, knowing that that changes at the drop of a dime every day. So Right, totally. So I know you and I have talked briefly in the past. You know, you have all of these sweet kiddos that you're parenting. So that's like one thing that as mamas, we are like really striving and working towards. But then also when you're married, you're also striving and working towards your marriage and how do you be intentional with that? And then you get to this place where you have to like merge the two and find this sweet spot of now you're parenting together as a married couple. And it's this, you know, kind of idea of being united in parenting and having this one front. 
and we've had fun talking about that. So I'm hoping that's what we can kind of spend most of our time today talking through together. And before we got too deep into it, I just wanted to hear from your own words. You know, when you hear people say these phrases like united and parenting, what does that mean for you guys? And what does that look like? It's really funny. As I started thinking about this topic, I feel like uh, it's different for us as a blended family. And I don't know if that's fair to say, but I think that when you're blended, the game changes. So de even definitions of what united means, I think it's just different. And I, we've talked enough to know that I, I'm not the typical, I don't answer things the way most quote unquote Christian women or faith-filled women answer. So for me, if you're going to ask me what united in marriage means, I actually went to the dictionary and, and looked up what united means. <laughs> and the simple definition is undivided, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I can buy that. I can buy that, undivided. And so I looked in the Bible what the biblical definition of undivided means. Um, and I actually really love this verse. Mark 3.25 says, if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And I was like, oh, that's good. And then Colossians 3.14, beyond all these things, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity. And I was like, okay. So the Bible defines unity. There's no way to misinterpret that, right? What is it? It's moving forward in love, moving forward together. And then I looked up um, the other definition of unity that I really love actually is it's in the Webster dictionary, but it's the state of forming a complete and pleasing whole, something mm. forming a complex whole. And I told you when you asked me if I would talk about unity in marriage, um, that text of yours came literally in the middle of a really challenging week mentally for me. And I was like, there is no way at all that I can speak on this topic. I feel like I'm coming apart at the seams. Um, but when I read that definition, it was so reassuring and reaffirming to me. I really have been blessed just thinking about this topic because it does reaffirm. For me, marriage, unity in marriage is that it's a complex, beautiful whole. So Timo says it to other people all the time. He says, we are essentially two sides of the same coin. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever met Timo, we are complete, we are polar opposites. Everything about us is different, completely different, but we're the same at the core. So we approach life differently, but our core is the same. Mm -hmm. So if I were to define unity in parenting, that's what it would be. Two people bringing together their ideas, their concepts, their complexities, and then moving forward at the same core in parenting. Does that make sense? Or is that wordy? <laughs> well, no, I love that. And I think you made it, brought up such a good point because it's something that we will never be perfect at. You know, that it's something that we always will have to be striving. And there will days be days that we feel like, man, that was like a rock star day. We were so on it. And then other days that, oh my goodness, grace, 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 forgiveness, like right. a just total total terrible day. And I think it's really important to remember that because you see things on social media and Instagram and everything can look so perfect and like, oh my goodness, how do these two people parent all of these children or go through this really hard time like so beautifully and there's so much more to that. And I love your honesty with that. 
that's what I appreciated about that definition is that in our crazy, which I think we are at all the time, in our chaos, in our crazy, in our complexity, it does come out beautiful. The Lord is able to be that thing that unites us so that there's still beauty in that. Probably more marriages than not are that way. Because I think opposites attract, you know, we're, we're different and that's what makes us the best when we're together. But along with that comes inevitable butting of heads and not being on the same page and having differing opinions on things. So can you share an example where you and your husband were not on the same page in a parenting situation or a parenting choice? And how did you kind of walk through that tactfully um, in front of your children? Okay, here's where I hope you don't... um disown me forever and um, pretend you never knew me because <laughs> honestly, I was thinking about these questions and I, and I talked over this topic with my husband and with one of my bestest friends and both of them separately looked at me and said, I think you're going to rock some boats. <laughs> and I said, I think so too. So the easy answer is we really don't In, intentionally. Um, and I think that a lot of people, uh, when they first hear that, hear me say that, or even my best friend said when she first saw it, she was kind of uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't do the, I, I know it used to be a thing, maybe it's not a thing now, but we, you know, we don't do that. Can I talk to you in another room? And we don't, we don't. We talk it out in, in front of our kids, our kids. And I think for both of us, because we came into this marriage and parenting this group of six already parents. <laughs> we, we already had our own individual pairing styles, we, you know, parenting styles. We already, we were different people. Um, our kids knew it wasn't going to be, we weren't going to be on the same page and everything. Um, and we intentionally have conversations in front of our children that show them we're not on the same page. I want my daughters to know that when they get married, they don't have to agree with everything that their spouse thinks. And I want my boys to know that when they get married, their wife isn't going to agree <laughs> with mm. everything that they think. And so we have a lot of arguments. They're not arguments. We, we present our sides together in front of them. If we don't come to a place together in front of them where we are on the same page, that's when we table it. Mm. And we say, we can't answer you. You want an answer. We can't answer you right now. We've got more talking to do and we've got to pray about it. Mm. And the kids have to be okay with that. If they want an answer right then and there, they're not going to get one. And if it's urgent, usually one of us will concede to the other at that time. And our kids know this isn't the final answer. Nothing we tell them is ever the final answer. We might pray about it tonight and get a different answer tomorrow. And our answer will be different tomorrow. So I think we're different than many couples out there because we don't, we really don't filter out our conversations in front of our children. Oftentimes we call a family meeting and we hash it all out together so that we can hear their input as well. Um, Because our kids are so close in age that one kid knows, oh, if Izzy is going through it, if my eldest is going through it, I'm next, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm really close to follow. And so we want their input as much as each other's input. And they, we've already established, we'll do everything out of our current wisdom for whatever is best. But again, if we talk about it two seconds later and we decide that was not wisdom, 
we have the right as your parents to rescind that and to change our mind. And I think that that brings up a great point that I think conflict is inevitable within a marriage and conflict is inevitable within even the healthiest family environments. And I think it's important for us to model to our children mm-hmm. how to fight well, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And let me just say, we're not at all the best at that, right? We probably do it wrong more than we do it right. And then the kids have to see us work through the wrong. Um, right. But we're getting better. <laughs> yeah. And it is, I mean, that's one thing I know that the kids kind of fend for us is saying they fight a lot, but they fight well. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a testament of what grace looks like. Your house becomes this environment where you can love genuinely and you can have open and hard, honest conversations. And hopefully if your children are seeing that modeled between the two of you, then later your children are more likely to have the same type of conversation with you where they can be right. honest and feel like you will respect them and their opinion and vice versa and be able to, like you said, come down to praying together and seeking out what is the godly wisdom in this. Right. Love that's that. the intention. That's the goal. Right. And I do think for my husband and I, you know, we've been married almost eight years now and we came into our marriage not knowing how to fight well. We, we just fought, you know, and we definitely are both people that have very strong opinions about things and we take very passionate stances on things. But I have seen a lot of maturity in us as we have grown into parents and honestly grown into a healthier marriage where we're able to trust each other more and trust the other person's opinion. And like you said, I think it's very important to keep in mind that there are times where we have to submit to each other, um, just depending on the situation. Like sometimes it's dad's call, sometimes it's mom's call. And we have definitely done that badly. But like you said, I feel like we're moving in the direction of doing that a lot more often in a way that I would want to model to my children. So can you think of examples of like those days that you felt like a rock star and you guys really were a team? And then maybe an example of when you did have to like hash it out as a family and figure out and maybe even what you decided on change the next day. One of the most recent examples where I don't know that we felt like rock stars, but I really think it was a great example of how we were completely united in the moment. We, for the holidays last year, we went to visit um, family in Colorado and they were gracious enough to keep the kids while Timo and I spent a one day, one night getaway. We were away and there was complete emotional meltdown. Mm -hmm. Um, Our family within between, mainly between my eldest who then assumed responsibility as the mom type for all the youngest and my mom who was Mm -hmm. also there and they completely, it was all out. It was a disaster. Um, My daughter was panicking. All the kids were crying. My mom left and took a walk. Like it was disastrous. Mm. And this whole time we're an hour plus away and talking it out, you know, with everybody. Um, They were at my brother's house and, but everybody was staying under one roof. And as a mom, my knee jerk reaction was to go. We're done. Mm. We're not staying here. We got to go. I got to make sure my kids are okay. I mean, all the kids are crying. (laughs) 
and my daughter is having a panic attack, but we're talking it out with my brother who's trying to mediate between everybody. And in that moment, I knew that I was being driven by complete emotion, leaned into Timo, who was going to be able to be more rational than I was. And so we made the decision to stay and trust my brother to help mediate and give the Lord space to work it out between my, my eldest and my mom. And that was really, really difficult because in that moment, I wanted to head back, pick them all up, grab my babies, go back to where we were in the Springs and then leave the next day for Washington. I did not want anything to do with Colorado anymore. I was over it, but I knew I was being irrational. So leaning into Timo's strength at that moment. And he, I was like, you, you decide, what do you think we should do? And he's like, I think we should wait it out. I think we should stay here and let the Lord work that out. And so we did. I knew it. I knew that he was making the more rational, more godly choice at that time. Um, and I'm really glad we did. We enjoyed the evening. We went home the next day. They had texted us in the middle of the night that they were talking things out. Went home the next day and, and they had reconciled without us butting in. Um, and so my daughter was able to see that other people can speak into her life just as much as we can. And really build that trust and gap between them. It was just beautiful. It was a beautiful picture all together of the Lord working through me and Timo or in me and Timo to build that confidence and trust and allow him to take care of our kids. Mm -hmm. And then the Lord was working in my mom and just grace in my daughter in, in less fear and anxiety. I mean, all the way around people just grew overnight. Um, so that was, I think the most recent, the most beautiful picture of we did it together and we trusted each other and it, it worked out really well. That's great. And it wasn't easy, but it still worked oh out really well. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As far as an example of not being on the same page and it not working out so well, um, this was difficult to be honest, because again, at our core, I think we, we are united at the core. We do everything differently. Our, our approach is different. Our perspective is different. Our style, our preference is different. Everything is different. But at the core, we're the same. So there aren't really any things that we approach not on the same page. Mm. Um, so I had to ask Timo if he could think of an example. And the only example he could come up with was it wasn't so much a parenting thing. It was a relational thing. There was a stint in time where he and one of the boys, my biological son, could not seem to figure each other out. They were constantly, constantly fighting. And by fighting, I mean emotional, like everyday tears. My son was hurt. My husband was hurt every day. They hurt each other every day. Couldn't, couldn't figure each other out. And talking through that with my husband, I thought that there was a different approach. I mm. thought that he needed to give a little here and maybe choose timing differently here. Um, and at that time, my husband, this is what he was sharing with me last night. I wanted, I was not willing to yield. I wanted resolution. I wanted us to figure it out quick and we butt heads and I wanted to hash this out. And it took a year. And last night when he was sharing with me, he's like, in all honesty, if I would have just humbled myself a little bit, we probably would have gotten to that resolution a lot quicker. But I was stubborn and I wanted to do it my way. And so that was, that was hard for me watching my son cry himself to sleep every night, but we couldn't fight about it. Right? Like I would share my thoughts and he had to move forward the best way he knew how. I can't change anybody's personality. And so that's an area where, you know, I'm, I'm not going to counter you. Mm. I have to trust that it's going to work itself out. 
and it did eventually, but it was, it's, it was a very difficult season. Um, mm. And so Timo was sharing, he's like, if I probably just would have listened to even one thing and change one thing, we probably could have cut that down to a couple months instead of a year. So, but that's the area where you have to more than trust your spouse. I don't know why I'm going to cry right now. More than trusting your spouse, you have to trust the Lord, that the Lord can speak into both of their lives because you've already said what you have to say. You can't, there's nothing more that I can say. And so more than trusting that your spouse is a good guy, more than trusting your spouse loves Jesus, more than trusting that your spouse has wisdom. There are times when your spouse doesn't. <laughs> I mean, that's legit. Your spouse is not operating under the Holy Spirit's guidance. And you have to trust the Lord more than that, that it's still going to work out, that he's still able to heal, that he's still able to bring good, and that he's still able to accomplish what's best for each individual and for us as a family. I love that you have the perspective <laughs> of a blended family, um, hmm. because personally, Natalie and I, we don't have that perspective, um, but I know so many people do. And I think that just relationally, there's so much complexity that that happens, you know, as you're bringing two families together into one. And I love your perspective on that. And I really appreciate your honesty about just like you said, that knee jerk mom reaction to jump in, to have the answers to fix, because I feel that way all the time. But I think so often God's asking me to step back and to allow people to come to realizations on their own and that God's working and that God is molding their character, working with their heart. And that it's not always up to me to fix it. So I really love that you have that perspective in both of those stories because, oh my gosh, it's so hard as a mom to not want to just fix it and get it over with when God so often has so much work that he's doing and he's like. Right? Trusting. We say it all the time, and I think in, in some aspects of life, it's easier to understand than others, but truly, there is value in the process, not just the outcome. Yeah. Right? But I think when it comes to your family and relationally, it's harder to see that. Like, there's value in the process. There's value in the process. You want outcome because we have to live with each other. <laughs> you want immediate peace. You want immediate resolution, um, and I think that's natural. But yeah. it's when we can see value in the process that I think even more beauty comes out. I hope that this part one of our interview with Aileen has encouraged, challenged, and maybe even given you a new perspective on parenting, marriage, and trusting the Lord. If you're married, I challenge you to discuss these takeaways with your spouse. I know for my family, it's opened up some really great conversations and reflections on what it means to not only fight fair, but to be able to fight respectfully in front of our children. My husband and I want to make sure that we're modeling communication, forgiveness, and grace well within our household. And those are really large components of fighting well. I've been so encouraged to remember that not only are we called to trust our spouse, our highest calling is to trust in the Lord. And there's value in the process. 
You know, as mothers, we often want to quickly and peacefully reach a resolution. I'm so guilty of that at times, and I just want to like work through the conflict as quickly as I can. But it's easy for me to forget, you know, that the Lord has value and purpose in the process, and it's not just necessarily the end result. Well, make sure you tune back in next week as we dive into the second part of our interview with Aileen. As a reminder, you can find out more along with additional ways to connect with us on our website, and that's simplicitybeckins.com. You can also follow along with us over on our blog. We have Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, and make sure that you are checking out our newest episodes every Monday on iTunes and Spotify.